welcome to Adventuring the Girl Life, where we believe life for every girl should be well lived. Each week, we'll explore tips and techniques to add more adventure to your world. From fitness and self-care to career building and fulfillment, and even the most mundane parts of life. So buckle up. I'm your host, Jen Whitmore, certified personal trainer, mom of two, lover of a new set of nails, and your new partner in adventure. Hey, hey, girls, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are talking about the number one best exercise that you can do if you don't have any time to work out. I am guessing that it is not going to be the exercise that you are thinking. So I'll give you time to think. Okay, time's up. Just kidding. I'm just going to tell you. It is the deadlift. Can you believe it? I personally was thinking that it was the squat, but it is not. It is the deadlift. Now, what kind of muscles are we going to be using when you do the deadlift? How should you be doing it? And why is it the best exercise that you could possibly do if you don't have any time? Okay, so let's get this party started. Number one. Why is the deadlift exercise the best exercise for your body when you're on a tight schedule? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's because it works so many different muscles all at once. Now, the squat does this as well, but the deadlift works so many muscles, it edges out the squat just a little. So I will be putting some pictures and diagrams in the show notes if you are unaware. But basically, the deadlift is where you stand with your feet shoulder width apart. You have a barbell or a kettlebell or a set of dumbbells or even a resistance band in front of you that you are going to be lifting off the ground as you stand straight up. So what kind of muscles are you working in this exercise? I'm going to give you a list. You're working your deltoids, which is the front of your shoulder, your pectoralis major, which is your chest. Then you've got your bicep. We all know where that is. And then your extensors, which is down in the top part of your forearm. Then you've got your abs. Then you move down to your quads and you have got a set of muscles a couple of sets of muscles that make up your quadriceps. So you've got the vastus lateralis, you've got the rectus femoris, you've got the sartorius, and the abductor longus, and the vastus medialis. So I realize that these are all complicated, but basically all of these muscles make up your quadriceps. They are a big, huge set of muscles in your legs. Now we're going to turn around and see the muscles that it works on the back side of your body. You've got your traps, which is the muscle down the middle of your back. It comes from your shoulders and comes into a V down the middle of your back. Then you've got your rear deltoids. Okay. Now you've got your terrace major. 
and your lats. These are the muscles directly underneath your trap, so the muscles that make up the majority of your back. Then you've got your triceps, which are behind your biceps on the back of your arms. And then all of the muscles on the back of your quadriceps, which make up your hamstrings, okay? Not to mention your glutes, which we all know is your behind. Oh my gosh, side note, I'm going to blow your mind right now. So this weekend I was watching TV and it was just this weird random show that was on about rabbits and they were talking about the jackrabbit and the name of the jackrabbit comes from its lookalike ears of the donkey. Enough said, you get my meaning. I just thought it was hilarious and of course I needed to share it with you. That's so random, right? I know, fun fact for you. Okay, let's get back to it. So you have to think about all the muscles that I just mentioned, and I'm sorry I got a little science-y on you, but I want to make sure that you understand what we're talking about. I will show you pictures, like I said, but you have to think about how much of your body that you're actually working just by this one exercise. So why... Is this the best exercise to do when you're short on time? Because it's very, very effective. It's efficient. And you can work so many muscles all at one time. And you can do things for the deadlift, like um, switching positions, uh, just to increase the amount of muscles that you're working. So that's just a regular deadlift. All of those muscles are being activated just in that regular deadlift. Now, there are a few other names for deadlifts that you will hear. And honestly, there are subtle differences. But I don't feel the need to explain any of that at this point in time unless you are a very serious athlete, which I would say your coach has told you about at this point. So they are the Roman deadlift, the regular deadlift, and the stiff-legged deadlift. The thing that I want to focus on here is that you can do this exercise in a small area If you are not, you know, getting yourself to the gym with heavy equipment, you could have um, a light bar that just sits in the corner. You could also use a kettlebell or two. You can also use a set of dumbbells to perform this exercise. So it's very versatile as far as equipment goes. And then you can change it up by doing... um, one-legged deadlifts, and then, you know, obviously switching to the other side. These things focus on specific muscles and hip flexion, and it's just a great all-around exercise to be able to perform. Not only are you activating all of these muscles, but you're strengthening your hips and your back, and it's teaching and reinforcing that firm arcing position as well. So now let's get into the position that you need to be in when performing a deadlift. So again, I will put picks up because I don't expect all of you to understand this just by speech because I know I never would. I am a visual person. So you're going to stand with your hips, feet, your and your feet shoulder width apart. You're going to place your shoulders right over top of the bar. The bar is going to be on the ground at this point, okay? So you're going to bend your knees 
to reach down to pick up the bar in front of your feet. Your hands are going to be about shoulder width apart with an overhand grip. That means fingers facing away from you. And as you lift, you're going to drive through your heels into the floor and push up with your legs. So do not lean backwards or bend forward. You're standing straight up and your head is going to be in line with your spine, chin up, and you're looking straight forward. So you're going to lift your chest, but don't squeeze your shoulders. And then when you lower it back down, you're going to push your hips back first and then bend your knees. Once the bar reaches knee level, Keep the bar close to your body. So you're basically trying to like drag it down your shins without, you know, scuffing up your shins. And please do not drop it, okay? That's just an accident waiting to happen. So once you see this visually, it will definitely give you a better realization about what's going on here. But this is a pretty simple thing to, once you, you know, see what you're talking about, it's, it's pretty simple for you to be able to learn it. But if you are nervous don't do it by yourself. Go, like we talked about in the last episode, to the person who works on the gym floor and ask them to help you. That is absolutely their job. So I know that you don't want them working for nothing, do you? You're going to go and ask them to help you, and you are going to learn the proper form of doing a deadlift. And as your friend, I am telling you, do not start out heavy either. Do a couple with just an empty bar so that you know what you're getting yourself into, and then you can increase as you go. And depending on what your goals are, just like we talked about in the last episode, if you're going for muscle mass, then you're going to do heavier weights and shorter reps. If you're going for conditioning and strength, then you're going to do um, a couple of sets three to four sets with anywhere between 10 and 15 reps. So it's all relative. It depends on you as a person, your goals, your weight, your capabilities, you know, your flexibility, your strength. There's all kinds of things that go into weightlifting. And that is why I became a personal trainer. I loved all this stuff and I wanted to learn how to do it properly. If you are interested in personal training, you guys know, you girls, that's a habit of mine, you know that I am available for any questions that you have. I love, love, love communicating with my group, and you girls are my tribe. So if you're interested and you have any questions, I will definitely be glad to um, open up to you and share anything that you want to know. But I hope that this will give you some insight on how to use your time efficiently when you don't have a whole lot of it. A deadlift is a fantastic exercise. Now, before we finish up, girls, you know I have to give you my crown and flop for the week, as always, because I am just letting you know that I am right there with you in all of our imperfections and going through life trying to get things accomplished, and it doesn't always go our way. So the flop always comes first. Um, I'm not sure if I have previously mentioned, but at church, we are reading this parenting book in our group. And it was talking about how 
God has to continually remind us of the things that we should be doing, you know, to obey and to be good people, all of these things. Um, You know, God continually has to remind us. He doesn't remind us once and then we get it and we become perfect. That's just not how it works. And so through this parenting book, this has been the theme of how we should treat our children, that we need to give them grace, just like Jesus showed us grace, and they are not going to get it the first time, just like we don't either. But because it happens so much and we're there day to day, we get so frustrated and sometimes we lash out. So, of course, as soon as I read this, I am lashing out, we'll say, at my child, and I'm just standing in the kitchen, putting the glasses away from the dishwasher, and I just hear this little small voice, how many times have you been reminded? And I was like, oh, conviction fell upon me immediately. So I put the glass down immediately. I went over and I was like, honey, I am sorry that I lashed out at you. And I explained in my frustration of saying That one thing, the five millionth time, just sent me over the edge. I apologized and asked for forgiveness, and they gave it to me. And it was so sweet and innocent, and everything after that was fine. And it was just so nice to be reminded in a subtle way that we don't have everything figured out either, so we can't expect our children to get it every time as well. Okay, now moving on to my crowning moment. So this past weekend, I was out of town on a girl's trip to the beach, and we had so much fun. I personally have never been on a girl's trip only before, and I was so excited about it, and we had a blast. But we went to this super cool store that I had never heard of, and I bought these Bible highlighters. And so normally I don't do things like this because, you know, when you write in your pages of your Bible, they are, um, they bleed through, you know, because the pages are so thin. And so I literally had no idea that these pens existed. So I now have these waxy type Bible highlighters and they are amazing. I love them and they're so fun. I got to use them for the first time today. And I'm really excited about it. So crowning moment, I've found a fun new product. And um, and that's it. I, I know, it's weird, but I was just really excited about my new pens. So anyways, I hope you girls have a fantastic week. And I cannot wait to see you next Tuesday, as always. Thank you so much for listening to Adventuring the Girl Life. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe to the show and leave a review so that more girls can grow. Until next week, girls, adventure on!